Hey everyone, I'm Tony Hardman, your host for Not Quite Zen, a podcast about struggling with mental health and finding ways to make life better. I've struggled with mental health all my life, but through lots of therapy and hard work, I've learned how to be calmer, happier, and more grounded. And I hope that this show can do the same for you. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey everyone, thanks for coming back and welcome to any new listeners. As always, I want to remind you to head over to my site, notquitezen.co, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. I'll never send you spam, just life-changing and uplifting mental health content delivered every Tuesday. So this marks our 20th episode today, and I've talked about a lot of different self-help topics on the podcast throughout this year. And as you, if you know me, I always say what a good thing therapy is. So. I totally understand how frustrating it can be if you're doing the right thing, asking for help, and going to therapy, but it's just not working. I get it. It's hard enough to raise your hand and say that I need help. So when you're in therapy, you hope that it will be helpful. You hope that it will help you deal with whatever issues you're facing so that you can get past them once and for all. But Sometimes the reality of going through therapy doesn't always match expectations. While therapy can be extremely helpful for many people, there are some who still struggle, probably more than some, probably a lot, uh, because the mind is a complex thing and it's not something that's easy to fix. Or if it's traumatic issues that you're dealing with, those can A, be hard to uncover, and B, be even harder to get over. So what can you do if you're stuck and therapy isn't helping? If you're currently going through therapy and you're not seeing any improvement, don't give up just yet. In this episode, I'm going to cover several strategies that can help you discover what you need to do to get your life back on track and hopefully find some traction on your journey to get a little bit better. So first, start by evaluating how long have you been going to therapy? The amount of time that it takes for therapy to be beneficial actually varies from person to person. Uh, According to the American Psychological Association, it can take 15 to 20 sessions for about 50% of patients to experience some recovery. Think about that for a second. Half of the people that are going to therapy, it typically takes them about 20 sessions before they experience any type of recovery. We're not even talking about full recovery here, just some benefits from therapy, some recovery of getting better. So I know that number is not great, but it's important to consider when you're evaluating your own experience with therapy. If you're going twice a month, that could take as long as 10 months. And Even then, you could be in the unlucky 50% that takes longer. You have to give yourself enough time to start seeing the benefits of therapy. Even when you get better, you will probably still have to keep going. I was in therapy for most of my life. And even though I'm much better, 
up until a couple months ago, I was still going because my self-improvement journey is something that I wasn't finished with yet. In fact, I'm still not, but I don't meet with a therapist regularly anymore. Uh, We mutually decided that it wasn't necessary, uh, but it still takes work every single day. So time is a big factor here. You have to really check with yourself and and know, ask yourself, you know, have I given this enough time to, to start seeing results? Uh, and the, unfortunately, it's just not a quick process. Sometimes it takes a while. That said, you need to trust your gut. If you feel like time is not the issue, maybe some other problems are at play. So after thinking about the time factor and what's, you know, quote unquote, normal for a given percentage of the population, if you still feel like, you know, I've given it enough time or, you know, maybe in your gut, you're saying like, well, that's not the issue. Well, the next thing that you should ask yourself is, are you doing the work in therapy? Many people think that the answer to dealing with anxiety, depression, or several other mental health issues is to go to therapy. But the truth is, therapy is a very important aspect of your mental health journey, but it's not a magic wand. Going to therapy alone may not be enough to ease your problems. I recently had this conversation with my child when they wanted to start therapy. They thought it would solve everything, but I had to explain to them that you only get out of therapy what you put into it. This is another hard truth. If your therapist gives you homework like mindfulness activities, thought exercises, gratitude exercises, or journaling, then you need to make an effort to do them. You can't just go to therapy once or once a week or every other week and expect that your life is going to you know, radically change. You have to apply what you're doing in therapy to your everyday life. This is something that took me a really long time to understand. I used to question whether therapy really worked. And if you listen to episode one of this podcast, you know, you can hear my story. But I discovered that you have to consistently put effort into it for it to be effective. Look, I know that that is you know, maybe not easy to hear, but if you truly feel like you want to get better, it's sometimes a harsh reality. Mental health is this really complex thing. And as much as we want to blame our problems on it, we have to own up to like what we're responsible for. And it's just one of those things that it's just not going to get better without the work. So you need to think of therapy as kind of like a check-in. It's like, okay, you know, where am I at right now? And what are the things that I should be doing to improve? And if your therapist isn't giving you any homework to work on when you're not there, you know, once a week, every other week, whatever time of period it is, then, you know, maybe consider a different therapist because, uh, you know, it's like anything else, you're learning these concepts or you're uncovering these things in the therapeutic model when you're working with your uh, your therapist. But if you're not applying it to your everyday life, then how do you expect to get any better? The next thing that you should consider if you're struggling with therapy or you feel like it's not helping is talk to your therapist. If you're not seeing an improvement or you feel like something is not working, then it can be helpful to talk to your therapist about the situation. I know that can be hard. You know, you may feel embarrassed 
or ashamed, or you might just have anxiety about confronting them about something that's not working. But most therapists understand that therapy doesn't always work right away. And if you're you're having anxiety about this issue and or you're not talking to them about it, you're really just doing yourself a disservice because I know you, you know, you probably feel like, oh, you don't want to deal with the confrontation of it. But if you don't do that, you're just wasting your time. You're not getting any better. Your therapist can't effectively do their job to help you if they don't know that there's a problem. So it's a hard conversation that you might have to have. And I would try looking at more as a, not a hard conversation, but a, you're just trying to get the most out of the experience that you can, and you're being an advocate for yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you do this, your therapist will probably have some recommendations or be able to guide you in the right direction. They might, you know, offer a new approach, uh, say maybe you need more time in therapy. They might suggest a different type of therapy. So like for me, I was in cognitive behavioral therapy for years and I only went so far. And I, you know, my therapist was like, oh, you should try acceptance and commitment therapy. And it took me probably a year to actually do that, even though she said it multiple times. And, you know, luckily for me, she reminded me and kept reminding me of that, even though she probably wanted me to do it a lot quicker. It took me time to make it happen. So again, you know, you need to be your own advocate. So if your therapist is offering these new approaches, these new things, you need to jump on them. If you don't trust your therapist enough to be vulnerable and speak up when something is is not working, then you should consider seeking a new therapist on your own. You can ghost them. It may not be, you know, the best thing to do, but if that's what's best for your mental health, then maybe that's what you need to do. It can also be helpful to talk to your friends or family and let them know what's going on. They may be able to give you some insight or encourage you. It's kind of like, you know, everybody has their own problems and everybody's climbing their own mountain, but somebody from the outside can see your mountain and the path that you're on better than you can. So it's always good to bring in another perspective or two to kind of get some insight into it. And hopefully this podcast is doing that for you as well. The next tactic to consider if therapy isn't helping is try a different type of therapy. So this one is another one that's just seems so obvious to me now, but through the years that I was going through cognitive behavioral therapy, I didn't even know that there was other types of therapy that might work better for me. You just, you know, the typical process is, oh, I need a therapist. Let me go to my insurance website, look up a psychologist or a psychiatrist, and I'm just going to go to whoever's in network. Well, if you do that, then you're just getting whatever they're offering. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's often a great first step. But if you can realize that there's a lot of different approaches to therapy, if the one that you're in isn't working, another one might be better. So everyone is different. Not all types of therapy are created equal. What works for one person may not work for another. Like I said, I went to CBT for years without seeing much progress, but when I tried acceptance and commitment therapy, it completely changed my life so much so that I'm doing a podcast on mental health now to try to help others shortcut this problem. To help you determine if you're in the right type of therapy, you should consider your issues and then talk to your therapist about them. So for example, if you're in therapy to address anxiety, 
then ACT might be more effective than CBT because if you can't rewire your thoughts, maybe you can learn to accept them and make progress anyway. If you're having relationship issues, you might want to explore the root cause of those with a couples therapist instead of going to one on your own. If you're experiencing trauma, you might want to explore different ways to process that trauma and understand how it's affecting your life. Everyone has different needs, and a therapist who is trained in a specific type of therapy can help you address those needs. Understanding your needs and what type of therapy is available can help you find the best fit and get the most out of your experience. Okay, the next thing to consider. When is the right time to find a different therapist? Sometimes changing therapists can help you have a breakthrough in your progress. There are a few different reasons that you might want to consider if about you know finding a new therapist. If you start therapy and don't click with the therapist right off the bat, find someone else. My wife tried therapy in the past and she couldn't stand the therapist she saw. Her experience was so bad that after one session, she decided she was never going to therapy again. Do not let that happen to you, please. If it's not a good fit, that's okay but don't let it deter you from finding a therapist who can help. Not all therapists are the same. It's like any population. You know, I talk about this with the military. You know, people in the military come from all different walks of life. It's a, you know, a different grouping of different people coming together. And that's true for any profession. So, you know, one therapist might be good. One might be bad. You know, just, it depends on the person. Someone could be great for me and awful for you. You got to figure out what works for you. If you've been going to the same therapist for years, but you aren't getting what you need out of the experience, or you feel like you've gone as far as you can, then it might also be time to move on and try something else. This is true even if you're comfortable with your therapist. Like I said, you know, I really liked my CBT therapist. She was awesome. And she is the one that pushed me to try ACT. And I'm so glad that she did it because it made a huge difference. Lastly, you might want to try a therapist who practices a different type of therapy or a new service, such as like a support group or online therapy. Many services have special processes for matching clients with specific counselors, so you can try a new person out and see how it works for you. If therapy isn't helping, another thing that you should consider is when is it time to talk with a psychiatrist? Sometimes talk therapy alone isn't always enough. If you've been in therapy for a while and you're not seeing any results or your symptoms are severe, then you may want to consider medication. Many people turn to medication when they find therapy isn't working for them, and it can be a helpful option. Ask your therapist if they can recommend a psychiatrist for you. Oftentimes, you know, there's a referrals in place for these types of relationships. You should approach psychiatry, though, the same way that you approach therapy. If you don't like the doctor, then find a new one. If the medication isn't working, then ask for something else. You have to be your own advocate. But it's important to note that it can take some time for medication to build up in your system and see results. So again, make sure you give it the right time before giving up. And that is something a psychiatrist can explain to you in more detail. One of the last tactics to consider if therapy isn't helping is explore other mental health options. So if you feel like you've tried every type of therapy you can think of 
and you're still not seeing results, you know, there's some other things out there. You just need to find what works for you. Things worth considering are art therapy, equine therapy, mindfulness coaches, life coaches, uh, and they're all different. You know, they all have their own niche, depending on what area of your life you're struggling with the most. You know, you could Google, you know, trauma life coach or, you know, maybe not trauma, but you could Google, you know, motivation life coach, whatever the issue is, you know, they're all different. Ketamine depression treatment, holistic mental health treatment, EMDR therapy, deep brain stimulation. There's many, many more, but these are just a few things that you could look into. There's lots of types of therapy and some are better suited for certain people than others. Many people don't see results from therapy right away and that's okay. Therapy often takes time and it's important to be patient with yourself and your progress. Don't give up. You're your own best advocate. So stay vigilant and continue seeking the right care for you. That's what you should do when therapy isn't helping. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to subscribe so that you're notified every time a new one is posted. Also, please rate, review, and share this podcast because the more we talk about mental health, the better life can get for those who struggle. Now, please join me in taking one small step towards a calmer day with a two-minute meditation. Start by taking a relaxed but alert posture. If you're driving, continue to focus on the road, and if you're not, feel free to close your eyes or relax your gaze. Feel the weight of your body as gravity connects you to the earth and makes you feel grounded. Relax the muscles in your face, your neck, your shoulders, and the rest of your body. Now let's begin to shift your focus to the breath. Take a deep breath and follow it as it fills your lungs. Exhale slowly and let it all out. Continue to take long, slow breaths, paying attention as it enters your body and brings you calm as it leaves. If your mind is wandered off, slowly bring your attention back to the breath. Now, relax your attention. Take this calming energy with you as you go about your day. Thanks for listening. 
I hope you join me next time.